Reiki and acupuncture, just part of the list of available treatments, not at the local holistic center, but at the University of Maryland Shock Trauma Center. You're listening to Reach MDXM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, your host, and with us today are Dr. Brian Berman, the director of the University of Maryland Center for Integrative Medicine, and also Dr. David Tarantino, an anesthesiologist at the University of Maryland Shock Trauma Center and director of the pain management team. Welcome, Brian and David. Thank you. Thank you very much. I think this is a fascinating subject, but first I want to find out about each of you. Could you each take a moment, identify yourself, and tell us about yourself and your practices? Okay. This is Brian. I run the uh, Center for Integrative Medicine at the University of Maryland, which has been in existence for the past 17 years. Trained as a family physician and have incorporated traditional Chinese medicine, in particular acupuncture, herbal medicines, and homeopathy into my practice. And we started this uh, center to really look at the scientific foundation, the efficacy of many of these therapies, such as Reiki, acupuncture, and others, and to see what's the foundation, the efficacy, and, and how can they be brought into the mainstream of medical care. Okay, and David? Yes, this is David, and you said I'm an anesthesiologist. I have been at the Shock Trauma Center for the past 18 years, and I'm also fellowship-trained in pain uh, medicine. We have a acute pain service, which sees approximately 20 to 30 new additional patients each week and follows, on average, about 70% of the hospital census at any given time. And we use a variety of different techniques, both the more traditional things such as uh, opioids and other analgesics, as well as within the last 18 months, integrating some of these non-traditional techniques such as acupuncture and Reiki. Okay, so uh, let me ask this first to you, David, because Brian seems to have more training and background in the, the Asian medicine field. How did you get into this? How did, how did this happen? Well, this is uh, David again. Um, what happened was we were really looking at how to best care for our patients. And at Shock Trauma, we do an excellent job of taking care of critically ill patients. We save patients' lives, and then we send them out. And what we were discovering after talking to our patients is we did a great job with that component of their care, but we really weren't dealing with what happens to them after we save their lives. And so we really began to look at moving from just treating critical illness to begin to look at critical wellness. And if you look at pain, pain is much more than just the sensory components that we see. So if I walk into a table and I bang my knee, ouch, it hurts, and it goes up through my spinal cord and up to my brain and I get that message. But we also know pain goes beyond that. It also involves emotional and behavioral components as well. And why we have tended to focus more on those components in the chronic pain setting we absolutely, particularly in a setting such as shock trauma where we're dealing with traumatic injury, we realized very quickly that we needed to address not just those sensory components but the emotional and behavioral as well. And that's when we turned to Brian and the Center for Integrative Medicine to help us bring these remedies into our own hospital. So, Brian, did that really excite you when they approached you and said, wow, this is where I get to really enter into this field? Or Absolutely. You know, traditionally, I, I think it was interesting when I was listening to David because I also, you know, I was trained as a family physician and 
I started to look for other modalities outside of the, the mainstream because I was also trying to find ways to help my patients better. And so it's a sort of a similar uh, desire and a similar path there. And, and then when they approached us and said, you know, what, what do you have to offer? Our focus has been particularly in the area of pain management, but usually it's chronic. It's usually either prevention, wellness is how many of these therapies are used, or for chronic problems like arthritis. We hadn't had a lot of experience in an acute trauma setting. And, you know, we just said, let's see, you know, let's see what we can do uh, when working together. And I think it's been so far a very fruitful collaboration. I was going to say, yeah, my next question is, how's it going, guys? Who wants to handle that one? Well, this is David again. It's going exceedingly well. I have to admit, as a more traditionally trained physician, I certainly had my doubts, particularly when we looked at Reiki therapy. And I thought, okay, this may offer some benefit, particularly to what I might consider to be more of the granola-type patient, the ones who are more into meditation and some of the more alternative types of therapies. But surprisingly, what I found is that we've seen effect across a broad spectrum of patients, and those who I would not have initially thought would benefit from this. Things like injured soldiers, firefighters, police officers have probably benefited the most from us introducing things like um, acupuncture and Reiki in combination with our more traditional therapy. Okay. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on Reach MDXM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and I'm speaking with Dr. Brian Berman and Dr. David Tarantino of the Shock Trauma Unit and the Center for integrative medicine at the University of Maryland, who are bringing the best of Eastern and Western medicine to their patients. Okay, gentlemen, I have a question for you, because I'm pretty familiar with Eastern and Western medicine. Here's the deal. In Eastern medicine, you've got a whole different belief system. The body is an energy system, and we weren't trained that way in medical school. To us, it's a more mechanical model. How do you bring these Eastern therapies into a Western culture with your patients? How do you get them to buy into it? Because to me, just sticking acupuncture needles in somebody and saying, well, this is instead of the opiates, that's not going to work. This is Brian. You know, patients want to get better. And for many people, I think they're open. We're not saying we're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. So we're not forgoing conventional medical care. We are saying that there are some therapies that have been around for a long period of time, and they may help in addition to uh, what you're having. The combination may help even more. And I find people respond to that. And then when they experience it, whether they're a patient or another physician and experience the results of it and the outcomes, you know, that's what does the convincing. Right. Well, I guess what I'm asking is, do you talk to patients about the Eastern basis for the therapy before you do it? We do talk about it, you know, in, in our setting. You know, we talk about that acupuncture, you know, how it works from an Eastern point of view and balancing the energy of the body and the yin, the yang and, you know, everything about that, but we also explain to them that when you put a needle in, that there's a lot of research that shows that different neurochemicals are stimulated brain through the spinal column and, and the effects that these neurotransmitters have on pain and, and inflammation. Acupuncture is a little bit more standard. Reiki is a little bit more of a leap for most people because it's not a physical modality. How's that working with patients? Well, this is um, David. It's working exceedingly well patients, again, as Brian said, we try to bring this in as part of a total package of what we can offer to help patients and to relieve those three components 
of the pain, the sensory, the emotional, and the behavioral. And when you explain that to patients, many times they're actually relieved to hear from their providers that we understand there's more to pain than just the sensory, the fact that they have a broken leg or multiple injuries, that there are, in fact, emotional and behavioral components that go with it. And once they recognize that we understand that, they tend to become much more accepting and willing to try some of these other therapies. And in terms of what's helped us to actually bring this whole process forward is that our surgeons, and surprisingly to me, have been very acceptive of these different types of therapies as they have seen the results in their own patients. And now where we were introducing these concepts to patients, the surgeons themselves are introducing the concepts and then asking us to see those patients. Are you finding that some patients have actually are more open to this than you guys were in the beginning and they knew about it and did it and they go, wow, I'm glad you're doing it because I've had Reiki before acupuncture? This is uh, David speaking. Surprisingly to me, yes. I had not known much about Reiki prior to us instituting it here. And much to my surprise, it is very well known in the community. And we've had several of our patients come in and say, yes, in fact, I am familiar with Reiki, I didn't know that you could use it in this kind of setting, and it's worked for me before. This is great. Let's go back a step. Some of our listeners may know the word Reiki but may not be familiar with what it is. Could probably, Brian, just give us a quick overview of what it is? Uh, This is Brian. It's a form of energy healing, actually not touching the body, so the hands are slightly off of the body. started in Japan. There are symbols involved, uh, but it's really a form of intentional energy healing. And Part of it is that the, you know, the practitioner can emit the energy or healing to the person, but often the second part is that the person is also taught how to do this for themselves. And I think that's a really critical component to it. And for many of these complementary therapies, people are looking for not only ways that they can be helped, but also ways and tools that they can help themselves. When you first presented Reiki, did you have any staff members who looked at you and just shook their head and go, this is just a pile of nonsense? This is David, absolutely. The usual content uh, and comments were, are you bringing a voodoo doctor in next? Are we going to be hanging crystals from the ceilings? So yes, we were definitely uh, given that kind of response, but once they actually began to see the improvement in their own patients, and in many cases, we provided Reiki therapy to the surgeons, let them actually try it and experience it. And in many ways, we made believers out of them from their own personal experience. Do you have a lot of surgeons with crystals hanging now from the operating room? No crystals yet or no voodoo doctors, but certainly Reiki believers. Well, that's good. I think it's time to open physicians up to the fact that there's a mind associated with this body that we're treating. Is insurance paying for these treatments? This is David on the acute side, no. There is no reimbursement for this therapy as we're using it. But again, we feel it is, again, part of our comprehensive acute pain management therapy that we offer to patients. So there's nothing that we're getting other than the satisfaction of knowing that our patients are getting better. So patients aren't being charged extra for it? That's correct. Oh, that's great. Okay. Do patients ever question whether insurance is going to... Do they worry about it? Do they ask about it? This is David again. No. When we see our patients... We make it quite clear that this is part of the therapy that we offer as part of their hospital stay and that it's truly included in whatever the global fee that's being charged to them by the hospital and by the uh, surgeons. Do you think that some of the 
idea of Reiki is just the human connectedness that you feel? I mean, I, I know when a patient connects with a doctor without Reiki, sometimes they just feel better just being in that doctor's presence and being near them and, and having their attention on them. Well, this is Brian. I think what you're talking about is really, it's the meat of medicine to some degree. It's, you know, the doctor-patient relationship, the essence of that communication are all incredibly important. And we've tended in the past 10, 20 years to sort of denigrate that and say, well, that's just the placebo effect, or that's one of those uh, effects, when actually that contact and that connectedness is, is one of the most important things. Added to that, you know, the actual active ingredients of the medicines or the therapies that are being used is a very powerful combination. Brian and David, thanks for being our guests today and telling us about how non-traditional medicine is finding its place at the University of Maryland Shock Trauma Unit. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on Reach MDXM 157, the channel for medical professionals. And we thank you for listening.